What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. That's right. It's Friday, and it's stick to football time because we've we've grown. We got two shows a week now, Stick to Football Fridays with me, Matt Miller, and my baby brother and co-host, Marshall Miller. Yeah, on Tuesday, you guys said that your podcast had grown and that you had a baby. Does that make me your daddy? <laughs> no, that makes you my baby, oh, I think. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, good try. Uh, so yeah, Stick to Football Fridays, as you can tell, are going to be a little different. Uh, one of the reasons when Connor and I do the regular podcast, it's in the morning. Like We record. I usually wake up and go right to my office and record. I, some days I brush my teeth. Most of the time I'm in pajamas and we go record. You and I are sitting here. It's almost seven o'clock at night. I just did two hours of radio and I just shotgunned a beer to pay up our debt to Kennedy, my debt to Kennedy. So it's it's going to be a little looser. Hey, I just sat through parent-teacher conferences. I'm still a teacher, surprisingly. And they let me do that. They let me talk to parents. And that went well tonight. Did you get any numbers? Uh, no, but it's weird when you see familiar faces. <laughs> that is weird, yeah. Uh, huh. I won't go any more into that. It's off-air topic. Off-air, off-air topic? Okay, we'll hear about that later. So today's show, it's going to be no guest on Fridays. It's going to be like 30, 45 minutes. Today we're going to talk about what's happening around the league and a lot of Deshaun Watson talk uh, because news just broke towards ACL. Uh, then we're going to talk about our favorite trade from the trade deadline because when Connor and I did the show, the trade deadline was still kind of ongoing. So we didn't know all the trades. Then we're going to look at games to scout this weekend. That's a staple we're going to give to you every Friday so that if you're kicked back on the couch on Saturday, you know which games to watch. Then we're going to fix the Indianapolis Colts, and then we'll finish it out by answering your draft on draft questions, sadly, without Kennedy. It's just it's it's an all-boys all show. I was looking forward to Kennedy. I thought she was going to be here. You thought she was going to be here? Like That's what I signed up for, man. Well, uh, you're, you are going to be disappointed. Hopefully our listeners aren't disappointed. Okay, let's start it off. The big the big news, Deshaun Watson out, torn ACL. This is his second torn ACL, different knee. And you have some experience with this. You had three knee surgeries in high school, right? Two in high school, one yep. right after. Yep. So you, you've been down this road a little bit. You know what he's about to go through. I mean, the, the Texan season's over. Yeah, it's over this this year. They're done for. Going forward with Watson, it's all going to be a mental game. How does he recover? Um, is it going to be in the back of his head the whole time when he plants, when he drops back? And I don't think it will be because he's already recovered once. He knows that he can do it. He knows going forward. He's got some confidence in the NFL uh, with the half of a season. So I think he's going to be fine going forward. So look at him and the always injured J.J. Watt back next year. Yeah, right? So it's like uh, we're big part of my take fans. So it's like an extra first-round pick, right? You get those guys back next you year. You get half a pick. Half a pick back. Half a so, first round pick. What sucks is they don't have a first-round pick next year or a second-round pick because they had to trade a second-round pick to the Browns to get rid of Brock Osweiler, <laughs> who is now the starting quarterback in Denver. So oh. as the world turns, the Browns are paying him almost a million dollars a week to be the starting quarterback for another team. That's a good job if you yeah. get it. Yeah, right? sign me up any day. They, yeah. You know, all people talk, like, what's the best job in sports? And they say backup quarterback. Like, Brock Osweiler has the best job ever. You don't even yeah. limit it to million sports. guaranteed. Quite the deal. So Deshaun Watson out, it sucks. He was really one of the bright spots in the NFL season. I know that, you know, they're three and four. Like, they're not the best team in the NFL. But he was at least worth watching every week. And it seemed they were progressing. They were getting better. Yeah. He was getting comfortable. Kind of with Dak last year, they started to give him more of the playbook. 
and now we don't get to see that with Watson, sadly, because of the injury. Yeah, so now it's back to Tom Savage. They just signed Matt McGloin, who was with uh, Bill O'Brien for his senior year at Penn State, so there's some familiarity there. Thank God we have our bartender, Dan, in here. People could probably hear in the background, you just got a fresh beer opened and handed to you. So it's really, the, the BR Missouri office doesn't have the lazy river like they do in New York or the basketball court. But they we also have don't have me and Dan. So. But we have... Yeah, Can I say screw BR New York? No. Nope. 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 I love BR New York. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait to visit. Yeah. So that's the, the the sad news from today. Other bad news as far as quarterbacks go, Andrew Luck was placed on IR. We're not gonna see him at all this year. I actually like that move, just put him on the shelf. Is this a move that has been in the works the whole year though? Like did they know that he know, wasn't maybe. going to? Are they giving the fan base like, oh, still come to our first eight games because Andrew Luck might be there? When really, they knew all along, this guy's not playing this year. Shoulder injury. He's never even thrown the football. He was out the whole time. Yeah. No, that's definitely wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, luck out, Watson out. Oh, and good news, those two teams play next week. So, that game. That'll be a barn burner. Is it on Thursday night, like the crap that we have to watch tonight? Jets-Bills. Can't wait. Jets-Bills. But, you know, the good thing about Jets-Bills is we finally get to settle the debate. Who's the best team in the AFC East? Nope. Second best team. Second best team in the AFC East. Yeah, because the Patriots I've been wondering. And I know everybody else has. I'm just glad because I'm horribly colorblind that tonight is not the red versus green color rush. Remember they did that mm. shit a couple of years ago and I almost died because I yeah. had to sit and watch it. Yeah. And it was like my brain and eyes just melted. And I, it was the only migraine I've ever had in my life was that game. The only thing that was better was when they did like the official ketchup versus mustard Thursday night football. It was oh. like the Rams and Buccaneers or something ridiculous where they were red and yellow. Who won? Did mustard win? Nobody wins when you do that. <laughs> That's a good answer. All right. So that's the, the the start of around the league. Other good news, Josh Gordon reinstated. Yeah, until he goes and gets drunk tonight kind and gets kicked out again. He's got to be careful. He's conditionally reinstated, but he can't play yet. He's, he's eligible for the final five games of the year. So have you picked him up yet on your fantasy football team? I don't know who the hell he plays for. He plays Is he Browns. still Brown? He's still Brown. Well, He hasn't played since December 2014. No, I'm not picking him. I doubt he even plays. Yeah, I mean, they haven't even said yet what's going to happen. He does have to. I've talked to guys who get in the NFL drug program, and they're tested every day. Yeah, he's going to screw this up before he hits the field. I think it was Pat McAfee I was talking to once, and he got in it for alcohol. No way. Yeah, fresh shocked, right? And he was saying that he did get tested like every day, and you have two hours. Like, they'll text you and be like, "It's, it's time where are you? And you have two hours to get to a hospital on that location to get tested. So Josh Gordon can't do that. And I'm, I'm going to say it. He won't play this year. All right. There you Either go. Either the Browns team. won't put him on the field or he'll screw it up before he I hope gets there. not because when he was playing, he was one of the best receivers in the league. He's still only 26. Like he's oh yeah. Still he looked young. great. He looked great though when he was eligible to play. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's a Chris Carter story, you know, and it's a guy who like battled his addiction and figured shit out. And then he becomes, one of the best receivers in the NFL. I think he's Justin Blackman 2.0. Oof. There's a fun name. That's a throwback. Okay, so Josh Gordon's back. I'm excited about it. You are not. Um, here's one. We're going to shit on the Browns a little bit, which we do every time we have a podcast that I'm ever on. When I you just, name your organization the Browns, they're going to get shit on. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway, so Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz were just named Players of the Month by the NFL. Do you know what they have in common? Um, I don't know, Matt. What? <laughs> they are players the Browns traded out of the pick for. They had the number two pick in the draft. 
traded it to Philadelphia in 2016. They had the number 12 pick in the draft. They traded it to Houston 2017. So it's just like salt in the wound if you're a Browns fan. I feel bad for Browns fans. So which is more embarrassing, that you've traded out of the two players of the month or that you fucked up the trade with the Bengals because you don't know how trades work? Which is worse? Missing the two quarterbacks because McCarron, they dodged a bullet because he's going to be shit anyway. But missing out on guys like Watson and Wentz, Wentz especially, like you trade, you had that pick. And, and you trade out of it. Perfect for them. He's perfect. He's got a big, strong arm. He's a Midwest guy. They shit the bed with that one. Like, there's no excuse for it. They should have just stayed at two. You don't have to trade anything. You stay no, you at two, there. and you get Carson Wentz, who is having MVP caliber season this yeah. year. And I know some Browns fans will get on you and be like, well, he wouldn't be this good here because we're so bad. Yeah, but you Eagles would don't have, have much him. either. No, the Eagles don't have much. Yeah. So you would still have him. He and like guys like Wentz make everyone better. That's what people don't understand. Is like that's the type of talent where you do make everyone better. And you know, I I talked to him before the draft several times, and he was also just the kind of guy you would want to build a team around because he doesn't care about anything but hunting and playing football. Like it's that all he sounds like Cleveland, right? Perfect for Cleveland. So it's been a rough week if you're a Browns fan. It's always a rough week if you're a Browns that, fan. That Browns trade though, I don't know what all you've heard. You have some inside information. But that's just so embarrassing for them. So, you know how on Madden, when you go to trade a player, you go to the little interface and you're like, I want to trade you a two and a three for AJ McCarron, which is dumb anyway, right? Right. And they say, yeah, let's do it. That's how trades work in real life. If you were the Bengals GM, I would call you and say, hey, we want AJ McCarron. You say, okay, give us a two and three. All right. We both agree to it. Now, all that we have to do, I call the NFL office and you call the NFL office and we both say... We're trading this for this. And the trade's done. That's all you have to do as long as you turn your paperwork in within two weeks. One, you don't wait until five minutes before the trade deadline to do right. this. Yeah, you knew the trade deadline but, was So coming. the Browns, what they did was they sent, they emailed the paperwork to the Bengals, which you don't do. But they had like an assistant email it. So the Bengals didn't even see the email. And then it comes out today. Uh, I think Mary Kay Cabot from the Cleveland Plain Dealer reported that. So the Browns messed that up. They filled the paperwork out wrong that they emailed to the Bengals. So even if the Bengals had got the email, they did it wrong. So it's like, how embarrassing can you get? And it sucks for like the good players. It sucks for Duke Johnson. And it sucks for yeah. Christian Kirksey and Miles Garrett. Like The really good players that they have that, God, you just hope eventually they figure this out and get it turned around. So I think I can sum this up uh, with some relatable terms. If you've ever been out drinking and, you know, it's the end of the night, it's time to go home. Uh-huh. Okay, but you got to take shit really bad. And so you feel it, but you got to, you know, hold tight. And then you get home. You're fumbling with the keys. You're like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. The deal is not going to get done. But you get the door unlocked. Okay, and you're rushing to the bathroom. I don't know. I don't know. Then you get to the bathroom and you're like, yes, I made it. (laughs) And then you just shit yourself. That's what the Browns did. They shit themselves in the bathroom because they're the Browns. It's terrible. It's embarrassing. It's stupid. It's just, it's total brown. I really was not sure. I thought you were going to make the, it's 2 a.m. So you just pick someone. And now it's That's pretty that. much what they did. Oh, shit. It's the trade deadline. Uh, AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. We'll He's in state. So speaking like of. I think they're recruiting. Speaking of the trade deadline, what was your favorite trade? And I know like, listen, we, we bring you on this show because you're you're funny and you add a different element. Like Connor and I live in this world where we cover the NFL and like it's 
all we think about and you're kind of like a, a breath of fresh air you guys are balls deep and i'm just the tip yeah yeah <laughs> so, would that be accurate <laughs> yes so uh what lady your, listeners don't call in your favorite trade from the deadline uh my favorite trade like on a real serious note is obviously Dwayne brown to the seahawks they got their biggest need like that's the most exciting thing for russell wilson since he met sierra yeah it has to be or found jesus in nano bubbles yeah. One of the two. One of the two. So, yeah, Dwayne Brown, I like that trade because not only is it the most obvious need ever, but it also, he's such a great fit in the locker room. You know, with he's, right. he's very, you know, he's an activist. So he's going to be a good fit. He's going to you know slide right into that left tackle spot. And right, that's their one weakness, right? Like Yeah, that's really, what they needed to address. And they were probably the best team in the NFC before that trade. And I think that really solidifies it. We'll see what the Cowboys can do. Um, the Eagles obviously weeks, are yeah. hot. Who knows and if the he's Eagles suspended? Picked up Jai, so does that? Oh, where yeah, does that that's, put them for you? I love that Jai trade. I know you guys mentioned that he's had some knee troubles, um, but just going out there and getting him for a fourth round pick. I mean, you're giving up nothing for potentially a huge return. Yeah. So, I mean, mine is because I'm so super biased. Is Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers? Obviously, I just like the. I actually do like the value. They, yeah, because yeah. they said all along, I know we're not trading this guy unless it's like a first plus and you got him right. for it would be the 34th pick right like now during draft season. Everybody expected him to get moved and the asking price was too high. But yeah, the 49ers turn around. And all they do is give up a second. Plus, you get, you know, a whole half a season to look at him, get him in your building, see what he's all about. If it yeah. turns out he's shit, then move on from it. You right. wasted a second round pick, not a first and third. And like I was so set on them getting Kirk Cousins. And some of that is like, oh, you hear they're going to get him and you fixate on that. And then you realize they were going to have to trade for him. There's no way Washington just lets him leave. Yeah. yeah. But then you have to pay him a hundred million dollars on top of it. So I think this is the smarter plan. And I swear to God, if they get Saquon Barkley now, I don't know what I'll do. I just want I know what you'll do. (laughs) Yeah, I I will (laughs) chug another beer. I don't know. I'll buy season tickets. I'll do something, something crazy if they get Saquon Barkley and Jimmy Garoppolo. So. That's my that's my favorite trade. The uh, thing that worries me though is that every backup quarterback that comes through there, you can start with Tom Brady has excelled with Bill Belichick. Every one of them. Yeah, Matt, Matt Castle. Castle. I mean, everybody thought he was going to be great. Turns out not so much. Jacoby Brissett last year played well, just as well as Garoppolo did. I don't know that these guys are great going forward. I think if you're the 49ers, you're Kyle Shanahan. You can probably afford to take that chance and give up a second round, see what he's all about. And I think one thing, like I'm a huge Kyle Shanahan fan, like you know that. I think his weakness is the ability to evaluate college quarterbacks. Obviously, I mean, I'm basing this on the fact that they took C.J. Beathard in the third round. So right, and they've already moved on from that. Right. They've already decided. So it's better to like, okay, let me go get a sure, not a sure thing, but a proven thing. We at least know who this dude is instead of the unknown of Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen. Right. I think it's safer to go after someone. Yeah, he gets veteran experience, a guy that has, you know, played at the NFL level and he's been fairly successful. Yeah, in limited time. I mean, when Brady yeah, spent like, it last year, he yeah, looked good. 100 snaps, something like that. Yeah. We'll see. It's a good risk to take, just yeah, like, like JHI. A safer risk, probably. All right, let's talk about the draft since that is what we do primarily here. Uh, who to scout this weekend? Uh, I highlighted five games for you, five fun games. 
NC State at Clemson. You got Bradley Chubb going against Mitch Hyatt, a guy we saw in person uh, against Louisville, but more importantly, going against Kelly Bryant and a mobile quarterback. So Chubb, seven and a half sacks this year, my top rated pass rusher. That's going to be a good one. If you play defensive line, that's your wet dream. Yeah. Those guys at Clemson, Chubb, that's going to be a great game to watch. Yeah, Chubb, he has had a fantastic year and someone who... He was probably like the third edge rusher in this class before the year, but he's he's jumped guys like Arden Key and Harold Landry. So that'll be a good one. Uh, how about Iowa versus Ohio State? I've seen both of these teams live this year. Josie Jewell tracking JT Barrett. That's going to be – that'll be fun by itself, but then Josie Jewell tracking J.K. Dobbins and tracking Mike Weber and just basically Josie Jewell making 20 tackles. You know, these Iowa guys, shout out to Matt Bowen, they always get drafted. It's because they're always on this list. Like every week, it's like, who's Iowa playing? Okay, scout them. Yeah. And so their guys get noticed. So it's a, it's always a game to watch in Iowa. Plus, they have the greatest tradition with the waving to the How hospital. nice is that? Yeah. We were there for the first time they did that, Iowa uh, versus Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I love Josie Jewell. He's not, he's not the best athlete. You know, he might be. But his production might put him in the second round. And then on Ohio State, you have, I mean, duh. Everyone. Everyone. You have to scout everyone for Ohio State. That's when Connor and I went to watch Ohio State Rutgers. People were tweeting us, who are you watching? He took offense. I took defense, basically. It's like, okay, these are the, like, we're watching this team play. Thankfully, they're playing Rutgers, and you don't have to watch anyone on that side of the ball. So it makes your job a lot easier. Well, like, even last year, you go back to their defensive backs. Right. They all all get drafted, and then, boom, it's a new group. You have to watch all of them. They have, what, three corners, a safety? Yeah. So Ohio State, that's the team you always have to watch for. Iowa, they're always going to produce NFL talent, and they always have, it seems like, a big game on their schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, West Virginia versus Iowa State. West Virginia has Will Greer, Justin Crawford, David Sills, Crown White, Kaiser White, and then Iowa State. I mean, like the, the Iowa State players like Spencer Lanning, they're not top-tier players, but no, Matt but Campbell. Get Matt Campbell is probably the hottest name in coaching right now, so you also want to just see him up against a team that has this kind of talent. I mean, we already saw him beat Oklahoma. Yeah. But just, I think that's a fun game. And like Will Greer, we're still trying to figure out who he is. Right, yeah. Is he the guy that we saw at you know Florida where he was just a shithead? Yeah. Or is he a mature, ready-to-go quarterback? Yeah. I'm he, leaning more towards shithead, but... Well, he's just inconsistent, too. Right, yeah. But, no, no, you're right. Like, when you... Like, you hear, like, oh, guy, a guy's kicked out of school, you think weed or DUI or you know worst case scenario things he got kicked out of school for steroids yeah and it mysteriously gained 20 pounds so. and you know that doesn't even bother me as much I just I need to dive in more on him and see if he's an actual pro prospect because people hate on Mason Rudolph who I actually love for being a system quarterback well what the shit yeah. I mean West Virginia that's the same system Exactly. The same system. But we're going to praise Will Greer and say, no, Mason Rudolph is just a system quarterback. So that's probably like a personal bias. No. People have those? Is that Uh, a thing? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So no personal bias in this one. LSU against Alabama. Darius Geis and Arden Key against Alabama. Uh, Yeah, you think? Yeah, that'd be a good one. That would be good. Um, And Alabama is like Ohio State. You just scout everyone. Yeah, the linebacker play in that game is always yeah. Great. And Alabama has Rashawn Evans and, and Sean Deon Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So great linebackers. Mika Fitzpatrick, 
probably a top three or four player in next year's draft at safety. And LSU fans had that guy last year in Jamal Adams. Like, right, Minka's, right. It's very similar. But, man, Minka can play corner, too. Like, he can shut yeah. down corner or he can run I wrote about safety. that today. I said he's a, if Jalen Ramsey and Jamal Adams had a baby, it would be Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's probably the safest prospect. I know you love Saquon, but, man, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. But the thing that scares me is he plays at Alabama and he yeah, excels in the secondary. DB. Yeah, which so. some of those, I mean, I think that tide's turning. Landon Collins and HaHa Clinton Dix are playing really well. Mm-hmm. It's like his safeties are good. Yeah, his corners aren't. His corners excel at the college level, obviously. Yeah, they just top out. Alabama. So, yeah. all right, uh, last one: USC at Arizona. Sam Darnold, who was your number one quarterback over the summer. And then you got this upstart kid, Khalil Tate, the quarterback for Arizona, who's just destroying everyone as a runner, not as a passer. Right. Is he a freshman or sophomore? Like redshirt sophomore? He's a sophomore, yeah. yeah. And he didn't even start the year. Like He was the backup right, yeah. quarterback to Pretty start Pretty exciting the year. guy to watch, though. Um, yeah. Somebody to keep your eye on. Obviously, if you, you're watching that game, you're watching Sam Darnold. But when Arizona has the ball, it will be interesting to see what he can do. Uh, Cameron Smith for USC, great linebacker, might be yeah. the best linebacker that's not an edge rusher in this class all right so that's your games to watch it'll be I, i'll be in new york you'll be here i think it'll be a good weekend of college football like when you get to this time of year and dan's over there coughing his miami hurricanes take on virginia tech that'll be a fun game just i, I want to know if miami's back like is this they're seven and oh right seven and oh they're not back, he says. So, but that that's going to be a good test because I love Justin Fuente, and they're still playing Beamer ball too at Virginia Tech. I don't know how, but they're doing it. So, with yeah, without the neck tumor, they're still doing it. So it's it, they're they're definitely a fun team to watch. So, all right, I the, think the tweet that like Lane Kiffin sent out today, I didn't, and see I it. saw this just kind of passing. You get remembered in November. For Lane one, Kiffin sent that. I love Lane Kiffin. We're if trying to get him on the podcast. You're not following him on Twitter. You need to be. Am but I? it's so right because everything's settled. Like baseball's over now. Now we're really getting into it. Like, are these guys real, or is this you know just a smoke show? We're gonna figure out if these if guys like Khalil Tate can play. What Sam Darnold's all about is you know Connor's guy Baker Mayfield. Is he a pro prospect? Uh, he is. I just don't think he's the pro prospect a lot of people on Twitter want you to think he is. I love Baker. You know this. This isn't just... I'm wearing a fucking Oklahoma shirt doing this podcast it's right now. It's disgusting. So, so you know that I do love Baker. But That's why I'm not looking at you. <laughs> sitting right beside me, ignoring me. You, we are trying to get Lane Kiffin on the podcast, though. So would be a great fit. He would, right? There's no better fit for this podcast than Lane Kiffin. All right, let's do the, the impossible here. Let's fix the Indianapolis Colts real quick. Uh, Jim Ursay calls us tomorrow and says, boys, come party in Indy. We're there, obviously, just for that. Then we go to Prime and eat steak because it's delicious. And then he hands us the team. What's the first thing you do? Well, doesn't Stick to Football have some fans in Indianapolis? Uh, yes, we do. That's the first thing I do. You just go party with our fans? And then the second thing is probably fire Chuck Pagano because he's terrible. So I would keep Chris Ballard just because Ballard's oh, yeah, shit. He, yeah, give him one year. He... Uh, you know, Malik Hooker looked really well before he got hurt. Yep. So he's going to do things there. But Chuck Pagano. Gone. Who'd you hire? Is this Josh McDaniel's job? Ooh. No? I don't know if I go there. I don't you know. Got, a lot of people like, oh, I'm yeah. tainted on, like, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. I'm tainted on those New England guys because when they leave, they suck. Well, none, have, none of them have had success. None of them. 
Not a single so, one. Matt Patricia was my follow-up question. You're obviously no. not going there. He's okay. got that weird pencil thing when he has a... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you have a laminated play sheet and you got a pencil in your... Yeah. It doesn't work. It screams crazy. There's, it doesn't. And the beard and... Yeah. So the, I've said a lot. The coaching candidates this year are not what they were last year. Like last year it was, okay, let me get Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. This year it's like crickets out there. Especially if you want an offensive guy. I don't think Jim Bob Cooter's head coaching candidate. I can't even say his name without laughing. I don't think he's a head coaching candidate. <laughs> I think it's great for John Gruden because he's not going to go back to coaching, but ESPN is going to give him a huge raise That's because true. he'll tweet out something like, man, I miss coaching. No, you fucking don't. That, like, look what I could do with Andrew yeah. Luck. You're just cashing checks, man. Yeah. Uh, it's like the old Nick Saban thing. I'd love to go to Texas. And he gets a million dollar right, year yeah. raise. Yeah, thanks for toying with me again. Here, honey, go to Austin and yeah. look at a house and start some rumors. Sure. Yeah, on the jet. Take the yeah. jet and go to Austin. So Damn if you, head coaching candidates are tough. Um, you, you have guys like Mike Vrabel out there. But I don't I all the fans are gonna want an offensive guy. There's yeah, they're gonna want to pair an offensive guy with Andrew Luck. Do you go after like is it finally time for Brian Shaw, Stanford? That's actually, that's one that I thought of because Stanford is not doing great this year. You get to pair him with Andrew Luck from Ooh, Stanford. Better. Jim Harbaugh. I, that's another one. Okay, Michigan's not doing great. But I think Harbaugh would want like personnel control. And you have, I think, I mean, I tried to get Chris Ballard a job for three years, so I'm not going to fire him just to hire Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. But Jim Harbaugh with the chance to work with Andrew Luck again. That's a name you want to tie yourself to. Yeah. Because he is still like the best prospect that anyone has seen. And if you were healthy, if he actually had a real GM like he does now, maybe the Colts build on that instead of wasting him away like the Dolphins so, did Dan Marino. So like what you're saying is coaches will want to go there. And I agree. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. People you have the Andrew centerpiece. Luck. Yeah. You have Andrew Luck now build around him. Okay. Go use your first 17 picks on an offensive so, line. My next bullet point on this, I've been asked on Twitter a ton about this. People want to trade Andrew Luck for like four first round picks. He, Dumb. No like, one's going to do that. Well, yeah, no one would do it. Mike Ditka is not in the league anymore. <laughs> There's no Ricky Williams trade yeah, happening. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no one in their right mind is going to trade for a hurt Andrew Luck. You're not going to But would you call the Browns and try? They probably would if they could get the paperwork in. Yeah, if you call the Browns and hey, we want your next two drafts because they have like You know they did picks. work out that Trent Richardson deal. But back in the day, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. familiarity. Thank you. Chemistry. For, you, that's going to be your goal every hey, Thursday night. how did night. you do with the Trent Richardson scouting? <laughs> Twitter I'm, hasn't reminded me Yeah, yet. I'm flipping you off. You can't see it <laughs> on the podcast, but yes. Yeah. So, okay, so we're not trading Andrew Luck. We're fixing the offensive line. You just said it. They're going to have probably a top five pick. Is this where our boy Connor Williams from Texas goes? I think they got to take one of the offensive tackles. And I think it's a pretty good offensive tackle year. You've got guys like the Notre Dame guy who I can't think of. Yep. Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson. Hi, two yep. of them. Yep. There's a, you know, there's a couple offensive tackles, so you can go get him some help. For whatever reason, the Colts have been terrible at drafting offensive line. Well, that was Ryan Grigson. was well, a lot of that. Hopefully they can get him some help in receivers. They got lucky with uh, what's-his-face. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Right now. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton, yeah. Yeah, T.Y. Okay, Hilton. Okay, yeah. It's not like they went out and like, oh, we have to have T.Y. Hilton. No, no, no. no they they got eat. fucking lucky yeah. as shit on that one. And then, like, Dante Moncrief is, looks like a bust. There were rumors they were going to try to trade him. So, okay, right. fixing the O-line. Uh, one thing I know about Chris Ballard, uh, who was in Kansas City before he went to Indianapolis, is 
He's going to want pass rushers, and they need one. We talked about Bradley Chubb earlier. You have Harold Landry, Arden Key. Who else like jumps out to you as a guy that you would place there? Uh, Mathis and Freeney. I'd bring them you back. Bring them back at twenty five. I think old. they got a little left in the tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Freeney <laughs> actually just re-signed with Seattle. So going so, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. that's all you need. Dwight Freeney. Yeah, that's what he does. He, he does the spin in. rush. Yeah, that's, that's unblockable. The spin move. <laughs> Okay, so that's how we would fix the Colts. Uh, just I, I know we did. So bullet points. We keep Chris Ballard. We fire Chuck Pagano. We call Jim Harbaugh. I would call Bruce Arians, too. Ooh, damn. That He's got to be unhappy in Arizona, and he did one hell of a job in, that was like, that was in Indianapolis. Year. Yeah. Damn, that's a good call. <laughs> that's the Colts' best year since Peyton Manning was when Bruce Arians was running the show. And there, people have said he might retire in, in Arizona. You know he's got to be done with Carson Palmer. Larry Fitzgerald's yeah, at the done. end of his run. Like, I That's love a really the defense in Arizona, but their offense is shit. And Arians is an offensive guy. Yeah, he doesn't care about defense. Yeah. So go back to Indianapolis. See what you can do with that. Don't really bring back Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney. <laughs> but Although I would love it. Look for guys like that. Harold Landry at Boston College fits that mold. He's you know, 6'3", 250. Mm-hmm. He's got a little Cameron Wake in him as well. Uh, addressing the offensive line, addressing the edges are the big things. They're going to have to figure out the receiver position moving forward because they've kind of struck out there, or Gregson struck out there. Philip Dorsett, a guy they traded New England. T.Y. Hilton was rumored to be on the trade block. Dante Moncrief, rumored to be on the trade block. I, I've said before I don't love this year's receiver class, so good luck no. with that. Maybe early in the second round, address offensive line and then try to get a receiver. So if you went Connor Williams and then got Simi Cobbs from Indiana, you'd be pretty happy as a Colts fan? Yeah. And, and then in the third round, you can, you know, I, I think you could go back to offensive line. You could go yeah, back guard. and get an offensive guard. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then QB2 is something that we're going to have to address. We actually had a question about that, which let's just segue perfectly to our draft on draft segment. And because we record the podcast at 9 a.m. on Tuesdays, I've stopped drinking during the podcast. But tonight we are crushing Natty Lights. You're welcome. Because you brought the beer tonight. So you brought 30 Natty Lights to the office. You know, that's all I drink. And I'm going to get some probably beer snobs on Twitter. But you know what? Go to hell. I like it. It tastes good. I'm going to drink it. And it was... But please listen to the show every Friday. But it was $16 for 30 beers. So feel yep. like we're ahead of the ballgame there. All right. Question number one uh, from at Colts Nation BR. I don't think they're affiliated with Bleacher Report. Should the Colts, who should the Colts target at quarterback? And I I, I remember him. I, I think there were more tweets following this one. It was, I guess, a QB2. Obviously, I have Jacoby Brissett for a couple more years. Andrew Luck is kind of a question mark. So I look at, okay, like mid to late round quarterbacks that I like in this draft. Luke Falk at Washington State. Yeah, that's the first one that came to so mind. So Riley me. Ferguson at Memphis. Like his mechanics mm-hmm. are kind of crazy, but I just like the way he plays. Yeah, has some mobility. Is able to do some things out of the pocket. His receiver, Anthony Miller, is a guy they should look at yeah. as well. Um, as Will a Greer, West Virginia, is another guy. Yeah, um, we, we think that guys like, obviously, the big three of Darnold comes out. Darnold, Rosen, Allen are going to go pretty early. Lamar Jackson probably goes top 50. Baker Mayfield probably goes top yeah. 60. I don't think either one of those fit into Indianapolis. No, and you're not drafting someone that early. Mason Rudolph no. probably goes first round. That's your guy. Mm-hmm. So you you could start to look at someone like... They're going to have to look more like three, four, somewhere in there. Yeah, and the great thing is if you spend a three or four, you can potentially flip that guy. Um, Nick Fitzgerald at Mississippi State would be someone to kind of check out as well, uh, who would kind of 
kind of fit that mold of what they've looked for there as athletic guys. The good news is it is a pretty deep quarterback class, so you could get someone, whether it's uh, Jarrett Stidham at Auburn or Nick Fitzgerald at Mississippi State or Luke Falk, Will Greer, Riley Ferguson. There's definitely a lot of quarterbacks to look at. So those would be guys I would target. All right, uh, we got an iTunes question from TSB22, who like always sends us great questions. And this is about a guy we've seen live this year. Should Josh Allen take a graduate transfer and get out of Wyoming to play one more year before he enters the draft? If, what do you think? If I'm Josh Allen, I'm getting out of college before I throw another interception. Yeah. Like, we've heard about his stock. We've heard about NFL guys loving him. He's got the potential. Just go into the draft. You don't need a graduate transfer. What's that going to do for you? Yeah, I don't. So It doesn't improve your stock at all. No. If you want to do anything, graduate, go to the senior bowl. That's, that's what I was how you're going to do it. So here's, I'll break a little news for you. I talked to some people and Josh Allen is set to graduate in December. Guess what that makes him? Eligible for the senior bowl. Yeah. If you want to improve your draft stock, go to the senior bowl. As yeah. a quarterback, I've only been once, but you guys go every year. Quarterback plays shit. It's awful. Every That's, year we sit yeah. there and we're like, are you serious? Like This is I mean, it. He could go just clean house there and get his name back into the Were top Were you there, five. Derek Carsier? No. Thanks Dan for was there, Derek Carsier. Do you remember watching Derek Carr like... And it was just like the most beautiful thing in the world. It was like if a tin walked into a, a like all guy bar, every head was like turning. Carr looked so good there. I think Allen could do the same thing. The reason I wouldn't graduate transfer is because he is going to be drafted high on traits. Yeah. Going to LSU for a year isn't going to change that. No, it's not. It's not going to do anything it's for gonna him. It's more free hits. Yeah. And congratulations. You get to play Alabama. So, yeah, right. screw that. Yeah. So, Enter the draft, go make your money, and be picked in the first round. Yeah, it's going to be a Pat Mahomes deal. He's. I, I still think he'll be a top 10 pick. Um, and that's not too. just my opinion. I've talked to a lot of people in the NFL who believe that. So No, people are still high on him. You still see reports it's weird. come out. You get in the echo chamber of Twitter and everyone says he sucks. But wait, like wait till March and April. Every, I, I willing yeah. to bet money. A lot of people will be back on the top 10 talk. All right, one more draft on draft question. We didn't want to take them all. We'll save a lot of these for the... Uh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday show with with Connor and Kennedy. So, should the Rams draft a wide receiver if they can't re-sign Sammy Watkins? Uh, Hootie 007, big Darius Rucker fan uh, on yep. iTunes asked that question. Where's so, the blowfish? So I I put this one in here for you because your boy Cooper Cup is there. Robert Woods has looked really good this year. Like their receiver core is pretty deep. So looking ahead, if they can't, you know, they traded a pick for Sammy Watkins and I had heard the plan was to re-sign him. Like they felt like he could be a number one receiver for them. He hasn't been yet. They have Tavon Austin. They have Robert Woods at Farrah Cooper, Josh Reynolds, Cooper Cup, and the other Mike Thomas from Southern Miss. So they have good receivers. So do you, looking at that young core of cheap, and they paid Robert Woods and they've paid Tavon Austin, otherwise cheap guys, I don't think you have to re-sign Sammy Watkins. I wouldn't re-sign Sammy Watkins. He's probably going to get money, and he hasn't been productive at all. You don't need him. Right. Um, I don't know if they should draft a receiver. I mean, it's hard to say. What's going to be there when the Rams are drafting? If they can fall into something great, yeah, pull the trigger. Give Goff a target. But don't reach for one. Maybe when you come around again in the second round, then you can take a receiver. Yeah, I look at it that way. Of You have so many other... like. You have to start thinking ahead of, okay, we're going to have to pay Goff and we're going to have to pay Gurley and we're going to have to pay Aaron Donald, who just held out. So there's three guys you're going to have to pay in the future. 
I'm not paying a receiver. No, not Especially an unproductive not a fourth one. receiver. He's probably yeah. number four. And I like I like Sammy. I I like Sammy's agent. Like he was. I liked him in that draft class. But for the production you're getting and the production you need, I think you can pass on spending the big money on him and, and you know keeping some flexibility for what you need down the road with some of these guys you're gonna have to extend. All right, that's our show. I warned you guys in the beginning, it's going to be a little different. Um, we'll see if next week, if Mello won't be coming from parent-teacher conferences, we'll see uh, We'll see sadly. what kind of mood he's in next week. If you guys get the unfiltered or the filtered, because they've heard you on the podcast before. They're long-time listeners. Long-time listeners. Because you were with us almost every week during the summer, right? Yeah, I filled in a couple times with it, uh, during the summer. A little different feel now. A little more comfortable. This is more local radio, Mello. <laughs> yeah. It is. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Like I said, it's going to be shorter shows on Friday, but hopefully you guys have fun and send questions in. Uh, you can follow him at Marshall Miller seven. You can send him your questions. Just tell him you want to answer them on the podcast. Um, I think we got you over 400 followers. So 500 is the next milestone we want to get you to. If Lane yeah. Kiffin is listening, please return our calls. We want to get you on the podcast and until uh, Wednesday morning, we'll be back with another show. I think Connor is going to want to talk a lot about his New York Jets, who are about to kick off in about five minutes as we record this. So, all right, thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to finish these natty lights and then go celebrate with some steak. Thanks. Bye.